Welcome back, everyone, to Pop Culture To Do, the show where two friends talk about their favorite everything. Movies, TV shows, comic books, other things that they got the other person to check out. I am one of your hosts. They call me Greg. And with me is the man known as Anthony. Hola. Anthony the Manthony. Anthony the Manthony. I'm 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 very much into that name and it's staying. Heck nice. yeah. Oh, so listeners, for those of you who don't know, we know another Anthony who uh, is friends with this Anthony from way back. <laughs> that uh, you don't really see that much anymore, but I see him all the time because I work with him. And on Friday, I gave him the new nickname that I'm going to make stick. We're now calling him Anthony. Like is like spelt with an I at the end, or like I? Yeah, hundred uh, percent spelled with an I at the end. Perfect. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. And yes, it has to stay. Oh my god, it, it's funny though because the next time he texts me, I'm gonna call him that, but I'm gonna, have, <laughs> I'm gonna pretend to have zero knowledge of the origin. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At any point, if you can also call him a buff baby, that'd be great. Oh my god. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Perfect. He's gonna be so confused. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, on this week's episode of the show, we are going to be talking about the 2013 film Blue Caprice, which Anthony got me to watch. But before that, we're going to get into a few pieces of movie news and a few little bits of conversation. Yeah. Starting off with something that I'm really surprised I read about. Okay. David Lynch's Dune is getting a 4K remastered re-release on Blu-ray. And it's gotta be just because of the fact that they're putting out a new Dune. Because David Lynch's version is not a beloved movie. Like, it has its fans, like most movies do. But it's not considered by the major populace to be good which is funny because i think even and i could be wrong about this but i think even lynch fans are like look i love you but i'm really not sure about this one <laughs> yeah it's it's hit or miss with the fans it's hit or miss with the dune yeah. fans yeah for sure the dune fan like the, the the fans of the novel i can definitely imagine um i don't think i've ever seen it so no i haven't yeah me neither Will you? Will you? Uh, maybe. Are we going to cover it for an episode before the new Dune movie comes out? We that could. is the question. We should. Yeah. We could. I've got a few thoughts because I'm like, okay, we could do that. Or we could do like, just talk about Denis Villeneuve's filmography. Or we could just forget about it until two weeks after it's come out and then be like, oh, right, Dune. <laughs> I picked that one. <laughs> You know, we've got options. Yeah, we've got options. That's true. Are you more inclined to watch this movie now that it has a 4K release? Or do you not give a shit about that? Despite being like a super diehard Lynch fan, from the get-go, I was never particularly like, oh, I gotta see Dune. It was one of those movies where I was like, if it's on, I'll watch it. But I think that's the one. Mm -hmm. That and the story so far, I think it's called. Um, those are two movies where I was like, I might not chase this. Hmm. Do you mean the straight story? 
Yes, my apologies. That one. Okay, yeah. Okay, makes yeah, sense. What makes about sense. Because I know you're very into 4K Blu-ray all day. A uh, 4K, I don't care about because I don't have a 4K oh, TV. Okay, well. Like I like Blu-ray, but like 4K okay. doesn't matter. Have to you me. seen the Straight Story? No. I no. It, it's on my to-do list, but it's lower down. Like I still haven't seen Eraserhead. Oh, okay. So I should watch that before I watch. Yeah. Like watch the Lynch classics mm -hmm. first, and then, like you know, check out his. I don't want to say more experimental because his whole all his whole filmography is experimental, but for him, I would say experimental is when he goes a little bit more less experimental. Straight laced, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, though. Mm -hmm. that's the thing like the next of his things that i have to watch is uh eraserhead yes, absolutely and it's it's not on my list because i told you uh you told me that you've already wanted to check it out so mm -hmm. that being said i'll probably get to it faster if you put it on your list <laughs> yeah. but you know up to you <laughs> uh yeah okay so what else did you have uh, i know you said you have you had a bunch of stuff yeah well, I'm going to do the two casting things mm -hmm. right away. Uh, and I wasn't going to bring these up because I try to only look at, like, the casting stuff for stuff that we'd be mm -hmm. interested in. Like, I I really enjoyed Knives Out. You thought it was all right. But we're both looking forward to the next one. So that's why I've been bringing that up week to week. And these ones, I don't think you're going to watch either things of this, but... Both actors are actors you like. Give it to me. Sony is making a uh, Craven the Hunter movie. Craven the Hunter. Never heard of it. He's a Spider-Man character. He's like a big game hunter. And then at one point he shows up to hunt Spider-Man. Oh, because... he's a villain. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing. They've been doing a lot because like they share Spider-Man rights right now where they, they make Spider-Man movies that are in the MCU for crossovers but then they're making like their movies that are spider-man villains but don't really seem to be connected yeah. like they did yeah, venom yeah. they've got a uh, morbius coming out which i have no interest in seeing sorry <laughs> and now uh, they've announced craven the hunter and they've cast aaron taylor johnson in it oh okay i think i saw that on instagram mm -hmm. uh, i like aaron taylor johnson yeah. me too i loved him in kick-ass I loved him in Nocturnal Animals. Oh, Nocturnal Animals. Underrated film that anyone listening to this should watch. Absolutely. That movie's fucking fantastic. So, so good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for Aaron Ta Taylor Johnson, this is his third comic book character movie. Because he made his name when he did Kick-Ass. And then he was in Avengers Age of Ultron as Quicksilver. And now he's doing this. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Um, it's really funny to hear that, though, because usually, and I know it's not always the case, but usually when the actor finds their superhero role, it's that's what it is for every single movie that you're in. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, what was it Chris Evans as... Uh, Captain Captain America. It's not like yeah. it's funny you bring up him. Yeah, because he was uh, sorry. Human Torch. 
he was used the Human Torch and uh, his character in uh, Scott Pilgrim and, Scott, and the Losers, and Scott Pilgrim. like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he like he's done so many comic book adaptations. Uh, Snowpiercer as well was originally a comic. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you checked out the show? I haven't. Sam has. She enjoys it. Oh. Yeah, like nothing crazy good. Like she didn't watch it because sometimes she'll watch a thing and be like, "Oh, I want to rewatch it with you." Okay. Shouldn't say about this. Eh. Maybe because she figures he won't like it as much as he did the movie. <laughs> Maybe. The movie's fucking great. Oh, oh yeah, so good, fantastic. Yeah. Um, that I'm I'm intrigued to see that. Um, if I mean if it's like on a streaming service that I have access to, I'll I'll definitely mm-hmm. check it out. Um. But uh, if it's like something that's coming in theaters, maybe I'll. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a theatrical release. Yeah, if you really wanted to see it, <laughs> and you were like, "Hey, do you want to check it out with me?" I'll do it. Yeah, we're probably not going to see it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mainly wanted to bring it up because we like Aaron Taylor Johnson, we do, yeah, and I yeah. thought it was cool that you know this is his third comic book thing. It's like, man, dude, just keeps showing up, getting paid. Peacing out, making weird indies, coming back. I love this. I love it. And why? Like, why shouldn't he? You know. Mm-hmm. Get that work for sure. Get that work. Yeah. And then a another bit of casting that I'm more excited about is they've uh, officially confirmed uh, Marvel is making a Moon Knight series. I I don't know if you know who he is. No, no nothing. He's kind of like Batman, but he he got powers from a weird Egypt god, or he's mentally insane. Like, they don't, like, they're not sure. Like, he, he's a more unhinged character. And he's going to be played by Oscar Isaac. Oh, okay. I'm down. I like, well. Yeah. I'd like to check that out. Mm-hmm. There's actually uh, my favorite thing. It's a it's kind of a meme now. It's an old Moon Knight comic from like the 80s or 90s. Mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of panels of him walking into a giant castle. And he's looking for Dracula because Dracula owes him money. <laughs> Shit. Well. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. It's, that's purely a meme or that is like a comic? It's actually from the comic, but it's... It goes around the internet like a like a meme. Oh my god! So wait, is Moon Knight like a comedy? I have no idea what it's going to be. I don't think so because I think that's just a weird thing they had. That's so strange. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be more of like a character piece. Oh, okay. You know, playing on the whole like, oh, is he crazy? Is he super powered? Okay, okay. Whatever. Okay. Well, that's fine. Anyways, I have the exact quote. Yeah from moon knight it is quote i know you're here dracula you big fucking nerd where's my goddamn money (laughs) (laughs) and apparently it's it's real how old is this i don't know well you know let's just hope that that's the focus of of the series. I really I really <laughs> want the goal. Wait, is it's a series or a movie? That's a series? It's a it's a series. I yeah. really want the whole premise to just be Moon Knight 
fucking people up left and right to get to Dracula to get that like money, like twenty bucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> if it's that, oh man, I I mean obviously it probably isn't, but goddamn, I would watch the shit out of it if it was that. Yeah. Right. Oh man, that would be so good. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I had here in terms of news is uh, the director, uh, Luca Guadagnino, whatever, that's Guadagnino, yeah, the Call Me my, By Your Name, Suspiria guy, uh, he started filming his next movie. It's his first uh, film that he's filming in uh, the U.S., okay. all his other films he's made in like Europe and whatnot. It's a film called Bones and All. Bones and All. And he's working with a, yeah. Okay. And he's working with Timothy Chalamet and Mark Rylance on it. Oh, nice. Okay. Is it a horror? Yeah. No. I have no idea. With a, with a name? Knowing most of his work, it's probably a character drama. Hold on. Bones and all. Just IMDb say I am, oh, it's a horror. Drama romance. Oh, cool. It's based on a novel. I know that Chloe much. Chloe Sevigny and Michael Stolbarg. Ooh. Wait, what the hell? I mixed... Because I like Michael Sulbarg. I don't Dude, like... Have you seen the rest of the cast? Sevigny. No, I just... I I just read that... Uh, okay, well, I don't know if this is... The other day. I don't know if this is speculated, but Andre Holland and David mm -hmm. Gordon Green are in it. Andre Holland's in it? Yeah. And I know... This just went from a check minus to a check plus. Right? And I know... And I... Oh, and Scorsese's daughter's gonna be in it. Oh, fun. And Taylor Russell? I don't think I know her. Uh, I'm sold. I'm watching yeah. it. Waves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, David Gordon Green, he acts. He does now. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. So, did you... Is that everything that you... Uh, that's all the news I had. Because I definitely want to check this out. This sounds really cool. Mm -hmm. My question to you, uh, well, it's not really a question. It's more of like uh, we finally, after what feels like forever, we finally got mm -hmm. a trailer for the new Edgar Wright film. Uh, and it looks trippy. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you didn't, Did you check it out? No, I'm going into that movie blind. Yeah, okay. Uh, I checked it out, and uh, I mean, it, like, it, the movie itself looks great, but, uh, like, aesthetically, mm -hmm. it looks gorgeous. I'm not surprised. Mm. He's got a good eye, and giving him the chance to do, because, like, you look at a lot of his stuff, and they're, and it's aping genres that are usually, like, very, you know, clean looking you know cop movies in hot fuzz yeah. and whatnot so i'm excited to see what he does with a thriller horror thing that's supposed to be trippy like you said because that gives him a lot more room to play yeah 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 it's like one of those i think it's going to be like a time uh, uh not time machine like uh time travel like I, I think it's like a time <laughs> travel type type idea. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. I'm sold. Me too. 
that's actually going to be a big day because that's that comes out in late October, the 22nd, I believe. Oh. Which is also when the French Dispatch, the next Wes Anderson movie, comes out. And something else. Something else is coming out. Oh. Isn't there something else? There's two... Wait, is there like a calendar on this? Coming soon. Uh, Conjuring. No. Conjuring, I want to, I definitely want to watch. Yeah, I'm going to check that one out too. Um, In the Heights. No, that was not it. Um, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, uh, oh, and did you also check out, like, I'm not a big fan of this guy, but the cast looks great. Um, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Shyamalan movie. I didn't even know he made another movie. Yeah, oh, and Thomas and Mackenzie what is, is it? also going to be in. It's called Old. Okay. Yeah, it's literally just called Old, and uh, cast is great. It's got Gail... Gail Garcia. Um, it has Thomas and McKenzie, which is from also the Edgar Wright film. It has um, Alex Wolf and Abby Lee. Okay, yeah. It's got a pretty good cast. You know, it's got a pretty. Sounds like it'll be okay. I hopefully not. I mean, I haven't really. Been, <laughs> uh, I to be honest, I haven't really like been caught up with his work at all i know i've kind of fell off of his stuff ever since like his decline mm -hmm. but I, I know that you... i mean he came back yeah sorry no no no, I, no no you're probably gonna say what i'm gonna say so yeah continue yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he came back a little with split there we go and yeah. then completely bombed himself back out again when he made glass yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Glass is not it's good. Not good. Though, listeners, if you want to hear my thoughts on Glass and the rest of the Unbreakable trilogy, you should check out a prior episode that we did on Very it. true. Anthony was not available that day, so my lovely partner Sam filled in for him, and she wanted to talk about movies that are not as good as Unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's her favorite Shyamalan movie? It's her favorite movie with superheroes in it. Nice. Okay. It's definitely a... <laughs> like, that's how far it goes. Well, no, it makes sense, because it's it's a superhero movie that's very much outside of the box that Marvel slash DC usually operates in, you know? <clears throat> so. So, yeah. Um, with that... That was pretty much... Ooh, I actually have another thing. Shoot. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you uh, a few questions yeah. that were asked on the Gentleman Sports Corner podcast Rad. by our friends, by our friends, uh, the W and Maddie. Uh, w found this on Twitter and they went over it and I wanted to hear yours as well. Plus, let's just keep stealing their ideas. Sounds good. Great show. All right, so yeah, it's three questions about uh, about film, 
And uh, yeah, I'm just going to, do you want me to read them all to you and then we can go one by one and you can answer them? Or do you want me to just ask you one, then the next, then the next? Yeah, let's ask, let's ask one at a time. I go, you go, the next one, I go, you go. Okay. Yeah. Number one, what classically acclaimed movie are you ashamed to publicly admit you haven't seen? Uh, straight up, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> You've not seen never, that? Never, man, never, never. And I, it's, I know. Who have I been talking to that about this? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Huh. And it's and it's and I know it's like it's like an absolute must for anyone who's into film, you know. It's it's like a hmm. you know, it's a, an absolute classic, but for some reason I just have not come across it. I'm surprised you haven't seen it though cuz you like Frank Darabont. I do. I do. Who directed it? Mm -hmm. I like Frank Darabont. Uh, I love the Green yeah. the Green Mile. Love the Mist. You know. Yeah, you're one of the only people I know who like the Mist because you're one of the only people who has I know who has seen the Mist. Everyone else thinks it's the remake of the Fog. Oh my God, it's it's not that. <laughs> Watch the Mist, not the TV show. The the movie. Oh God, it's so good. <laughs> The Fog is also good, though. Uh, it's a Carpenter film. Fantastic movie. The original. Yeah, the yeah original. not the god-awful remake. Jesus. <laughs> that came out around the same time as The Mist and kind of ruined The Mist at the box office. Uh, wait, really? I think so. That's what I heard. I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Okay. But also quote me on that. I don't care. I'm going to quote you. I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the 4K re-release of the Blu-ray right on the back. <laughs> Norton says you ruined the mist. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine a 4K version of the fog? It's just the fog is more it's just like clearer. Like it's just foggier. It's just a foggier <laughs> film. <laughs> when you said clearer for a second, I I was picturing less no, no, fog. Yeah. I know. <laughs> 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 it just dry ice starts coming out of your DVD player. <laughs> oh, uh, the quality of this film is so good; it's now raining outside. <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, you, you. What about you? Rashomon. What is that? Oh Jesus! I don't even know it. What is it? It's an Akira Kurosawa film. Oh God. It's a, it's a classic movie, and like I also have the luck of I've thought of these answers because I listened to this podcast yesterday and I've been thinking about my answers for this since. So like you're gonna think about your answers and I'm just gonna be like I know it's this it's this that it's makes this. Sense. <laughs> but yeah, Rashomon. It's a it's an Akira Kurosawa film. It's a samurai film, I mm -hmm. believe, and the whole point of it is each act of the story is telling the same story from another character's perspective Ooh, i like that and it kind of like invented that oh where we see like the uh um like we, we, yeah yeah okay like we see the same story but from we see like through different angles and 
through like we're through one character but we're seeing the other character that we followed the first time and they essentially yeah i like that i love that and how sort of yeah it's got that sort of unreliable narrator thing where the story's different each time because it's their retelling of it yeah oh man and i hear it's a classic and i think kurosawa is dope yeah but i have not seen that oh man i gotta check that out too it sounds fucking possible like awesome Mm -hmm. all right question two Mm -hmm. Uh, what classic film do you love that would be problematic in a post-2020 world? Hmm. Um, you're going to have to go first for this one because I really don't know. Okay. Yeah. Classic movie. Let me check this out. Mm-hmm. There, There's a few options that both I thought of while listening to the guys talk about, and also they mentioned a lot of the ones I thought about. Yeah, for sure. But like, for example, like Chinatown is a cinematic classic that is very much tainted by the fact that Polanski is gross. Okay, yeah, okay, I get you. Or on the flip side, one that I thought about and that uh, the W mentioned was uh, Fight Club, which is a great film, a great David Fincher film, but because of the fact that like dude bros misunderstood that movie and how it's a critique on like the male, uh, like masculinity and yeah, consumerism, mascul- toxic masculinity and all that has accidentally become an anthem for toxic masculinity. Uh, but that's just the way they, uh, I, cause I, I fucking love that movie, but I get it. Like I understand the film, you know? Exactly. And that's one of those things, too, because it's one of my favorite films. It introduced me to David Fincher, a director that I adore. But it's one of those things where, like, if you're talking to, like, well-educated, worldly people and you're like, yeah, I love Fight Club, but I'm not one of those guys. Like, you have to specify, like, I, I don't think that it's speaking to me on a personal level and that I want to be like Tyler Durden. I understand that Tyler Durden is toxic mess. That's just it, yeah. Oh, God. It, but, uh, yeah, because then, then you have, like, those hyper-masculine people who are, like, ruining the movie for the people who actually love it for the right reason. You know? Yeah, Which is just, as, a, as a commentary. Um, jeez. Um, I mean, look, this is, like, I, I can't think of anything else at the moment. Mm-hmm. And this is like not, this is like n- by no means a master class like, like Chinatown, like you said. This is like nowhere near that, but it is pretty up there for like the world of comedy, I guess. And, um, mm-hmm. oh, okay, never mind. I have two. Um, one of That's them awesome. is, one of them is a super classic, like Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, I mm-hmm. like, I don't, I like the movie, but I, it's by no means like a favorite of mine, but I don't think you could like, it, it doesn't sit well so many years later because of Mickey Rooney's super racist role. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And, uh, it's, 
like the whole movie's like a fun watch but then every time mickey rooney's on screen as a fucking as like a i think he plays like a, a chinese man right in full prosthetic just yeah being plays, super like, offensive yeah he plays his character's chinese but why the fuck can you just get an actual chinese actor why'd you have to get a stupid yeah white guy to play him that is anyway mm-hmm. um yeah there's also a, a a john wayne movie where he plays genghis khan that's really? the same sort of thing where it's like why didn't you just get a person of color for this like of the s of the ethnicity yeah like you and don't it, have to yeah. get like uh. definitely yeah for but the next one i'm going to mention is like i get why they did it and i understand mm-hmm. it but i just i still don't think it might sit well with some people and i, I mean i'm going to say uh, tropic thunder oh yeah right yeah. like I understand it's a critique on like how intense method actors are or can be, but mm-hmm. you got a guy who is literally doing blackface and then was nominated for yeah. an Oscar for it. <laughs> that's so that's yeah. strange, man. Yeah, that would not happen now. No. And like like you said, it's a critique on method acting, and it's a critique on how insensitive and unthinking white people can be and how privilege can make you think that things that aren't okay are okay yeah, i can do this yeah. like it's it's about all that and it's funny because you it's probably more pre- prevalent now than when that movie came out yeah. you know a lot of people are very critical now on uh, jared leto when he played a trans person in Dallas Buyers Club or what uh, Scarlett Johansson when she was uh, in Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Like people are a lot more critical on that kind of stuff now. So I think the satire of Tropic Thunder is more prevalent and more like obvious to us now even. But at the same time, like you said, like people get mad at that movie all the time yeah people are just like how could robert downey jr have done that and the answer is that's the point but at the same time like yeah no we can't do that now it's true like you you, i don't i really don't think you could make that exact movie today it it just would not sit well Mm -hmm. it was caused way too much of a rift and i understand why i I, it's funny because i understand both sides of the spectrum where it's like i understand why they're doing it why they you know like the the whole point behind it but i also understand why you'd be furious at it so you know Mm -hmm. yeah just what it is yeah but yeah but that actually reminds me like did you hear that they removed that episode of community from i think it was netflix it's the the episode of community where i think they're playing DD and ken jung's character i i I don't know what his character's name was in this episode, but I guess I'm just gonna say like the black wizard. He he's a wizard and he's he's painted like black. Oh. He, uh, he he shows up as, and I know this both as a fan of Community and a D and D nerd. Yeah, he shows yeah. up as a drow, a which drow. is a dark elf, which okay, sorry, are depicted in D and D 
as like stark black face. Yeah, yeah. Which is a problematic thing in its own right. When I run D&D, they are gray because they are from underground. So why would they be anything other than a sickly gray? Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm surprised they took that episode down because he's in that episode for like a minute. They all tell him he's terrible for doing that. And then they kill his character. <laughs> yeah, but this, and, and, of, and of course he actually, he also explains like why he did it and mm-hmm. his character, whatever. But yeah, I, I, as far as I remember hearing uh, Netflix uh, removed that episode, which is weird now because I think hmm. if I remember correctly, what um, it's, it's not just like a one-off it, it like it's a, it, it's a continuation. Is it? Well, it's kind of a culmination of a few things from earlier episodes, but also there is a second Dungeons and Dragons episode a few seasons later. Yeah, okay. Wait, is wait, is he also a dark elf? Not in that one. No. <laughs> is it they they don't hit the same jokes again. No, no, no. It's like did, did Ken Jong not learn the first time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not on Ken Jong. That's on the writer. No, no. The creators of the show. No, no, I'm. But at the same time, again, it is a satire. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I meant Ken Jung's character. Like, it's a, does his character just? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I forget his uh, his character's name. Um, Senor Chang. Senor Chang. There we go. Oh yeah, Community. Yeah, it's a it was a funny show. But uh, it's a funny <laughs> show. I remember I remember liking it. I wasn't like, oh my god, this is brilliant. But I do remember like, hmm. this is pretty funny. Like I'm. I'm having a pretty good time watching this. Well, it's really good. I know good. you're. I know you're. Uh, uh, well, I discovered it through you. Like uh, you're a pretty big fan of it. I was, yeah. Hmm. All right. So the third and final question of yeah. this oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. list that we're completely driving off the rails <laughs> of. <laughs> question three: What film do you deem a classic? that others would judge you on or could judge you on. Okay, again, you go first. <laughs> oh, you know my answer, baby. It's the place beyond the pines. Yeah. Oh man. I don't okay. As much as I fully agree with you, I just I can't take that movie just cuz like it it's your choice. I can't just be like, yeah, no, that's my choice too. <laughs> but I completely agree that movie's there we are again talking about oh never mind i have one <laughs> but no no let's finish up your uh let's finish up your uh and i mean that's it just like it's it's a movie that i think is you know one of the greatest films that came out that year it's a movie that i think is you know gonna stand the test of time but not a lot of people saw it so people who aren't as like into it as us would probably be like no what is that why are you saying that that's a classic yeah um i know my choice is gonna be probably super controversial and matt's gonna hate me for it but uh oh well um personally because i am such a massive fan of this film i re- and i i feel like visually it, it created such a it created such a new style for the sci-fi genre of alien films and i'm gonna go under the skin Right yeah, on. Underskin is fantastic. I think it should be deemed a classic. 
Hmm. I mean, time will tell. Time will tell. I, I really enjoyed that movie I as well. It. I love it, man. So good. I haven't seen it in forever, though. I should rewatch you, that. You own it? No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> but I'll, I'll find it. I'll rent it. Sure. I'll... Yeah. But let's be real. I'm pretty sure, because you're such a Blu-ray fan, can you imagine the image quality had you had you got like a blu-ray oh yeah for sure i i've been saying that a lot on the podcast lately is oh yeah for sure <laughs> and i'm like when i listen back and edit it i'm just like dude learn how to say other stuff <laughs> read a dictionary bro <laughs> seriously yeah, because I, I saw Under the Skin in theaters. You I did. I think you did as well. Did we see that together? Or did I see that with someone else? I remember you you went with the W and Matt. It's like one of the first times that you guys were like super divisive. I remember you enjoyed it. I can't remember what the W thought, but Matt did not like it at all. He disliked it like hmm. so much. <laughs> he thought it was like pretentious. I mean, it is. Like, let's not, you know, say it's not. Like, you, but like, pretentious is only a criticism if you didn't like it. If you liked a movie, it being pretentious isn't a problem, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could understand why might maybe somebody would think that. But for me, I never felt like I was talked down to or I, I didn't, I don't know, I, I didn't feel like it was overly pretentious. I thought it was. It, was amazing you know mm-hmm. but again if someone calls it pretentious i'll be like i understand i get it like yeah that film the the score to it is so good as well Ooh, i got that bad boy on vinyl oh and yes when the pandemic is over i'm gonna come over and we're gonna listen to actually, it. actually yes you are <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, was I, wait, do, what was dub, the W's opinion on it? Do you remember? I, I don't. Man, I wonder if you like uh, it. W, when you listen to this episode, let us know what you thought. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I can't remember your opinion on this movie. I consider your opinion on film to be one of the ones I trust. So I'm sorry that I don't remember this one. I love I'm you. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I also love you. <laughs> okay, so. All right, but before we dive into uh, Blue Caprice, yeah. is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, shout out to the stuff you've watched this week, yes. etc. cetera? Yes, I, I have things. I have things to say. Uh, as far as, like, new things that I've watched because... Um, my partner, my fiance, and I got rid of movie and checked out Sundance now. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, the selection is eh, right? So we figured we'd just get the trial and see what we can mm-hmm. watch. Um, but the main reason why we got Sundance now was because we really wanted to watch the the British true crime show des oh yeah 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 it's dude it's so good it's it's kind of like a 
I'm, we're really sorry we couldn't give you Mindhunter Season 3. So here's this show. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, it's so good. It's so damn good. Oh man. It's, oh, it's nice. super tight. It's three episodes and it's done. Nice. Yeah. That's how the UK does it. They're very, very yeah. slim when it comes to... Uh, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, um, there was that and then... Uh, we watched two documentaries, uh, both true crime. One was the Preppy Murder, which was like a docu series, and then, sorry, and then we watched uh, Who Took Johnny, which is mm-hmm. far more haunting and dark than I thought I, it was going to be. Like, it, all right, it was one of those things where it's like I hate everybody. <laughs> mm. Anyway, but yeah, what about you? Uh, what? I watched a few more episodes of Jupiter Sending. It's getting better, but I'm still not sold on it being good yet. Oh, okay. But it's getting better. Okay. And Josh Demel is really good in it. He is. Has he always been a good actor? I don't know. He's only, he's from what I know, he's only done rom coms and Transformers. None of which I care for. This thing, I don't really know what he's in, so I have like it's like I guess yeah he's always been this good, and I just haven't noticed. Yeah, well, I know he's uh like he's in the he was in uh, Call of Duty World War One or something, uh, or World War Two oh. World War Two, which I own. It's a it's a great game, but he's his performance is good in that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, he's good in this. Uh, I haven't read it yet but i did get that comic that i mentioned oh what's it called again it's called gideon falls nice look at this look at this cover look how fucking cool it is what is that what is it about i have no idea that's so crazy i'm gonna google the shit out of that later It's, uh, it's by a Canadian writer, Jeff Lemire. So I'm excited to check it out. Oh, that's the guy who did Sweet Tooth. Yep. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Also on my to-do list, which I uh, was about to start today, but then I had stuff to do, is uh, Bo Burnham has a new stand special, so I'm going to check that out tonight. I believe so. That's where all of his uh, specials Great. have been. Stuff like that. I'm a big fan of his. He's awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, have I watched anything else? I I did some research for an upcoming video nice. on uh, the Indiana Jones movies. Okay. So that's coming up so people can check yeah, that be out. Be sure to go check that out, guys. And uh, that's it on my end, I think. Ooh. Just uh, just the main topic, right. Blue Caprice. Uh, yeah, with that all out of the way, let's dive into the main topic that I made you watch for this week. Uh, 2013, the Blue Caprice. Yes. Tell us about it. Starring Isaiah Washington and uh, Taquan Richmond. It is about a boy who is lured to America and drawn into the shadow of a dangerous father figure. Inspired by the real life events that led to the 2002 Beltway sniper attacks. Yeah. 
Okay. I did not know that this was based on a true story. Yeah. yeah. Neither did I when I went into it. Yeah. I would not have watched this had I had known. How come? I do not like watching movies based on real life tragedy. Okay. And I think a kid being uh, tricked into becoming a sniper after being smuggled out of his home country is tragic. So I would not... Like, I had wanted to see this movie. Had I known, I wouldn't have. Okay. But did you like it? Eh, it was all right. (laughs) Yeah, I think... The two leads were really mm-hmm. good. They both gave fantastic performances. That being said, I felt the movie dragged. I felt like they were going for that slow, thoughtful type of filmmaking, but I don't think it worked. Really? Yeah. Nothing about it felt like anything I could have gotten from... I'm a, like I could have gotten any of this from another movie aesthetically tonally okay like the only thing that it really gave me were their two performances which were very good like they were very very mm-hmm. good I really enjoyed Isaiah Washington especially I think he had like a a nice level of vitriol in his speak yeah and uh, to Quan Richmond, his performance of that story, of that character arc, yeah. is very good. Like they're both tremendously good. The supporting cast, uh, Tim Blake Nelson and what's her name? I really like her. Uh, what is her name? Wait, I can I can look Fuck. it up. I feel so bad not remembering it. I've got it open. It's just that my computer's being a little slow. Joey Lauren Adams, that's it. She was really good. Yeah. Like, in the, like, three scenes she was in. Same thing with Tim Blake Nelson. Like, they're they're not in it a lot. It's really... Yeah. Taquan Richmond's movie. As well as Isaiah Washington. But it's it's Taquan's movie. As Lee? Is he... Yeah, Lee. Really, really good performances. Yeah, like like he's really good, but I don't know. The the movie was <laughs> a miss sucks. for me overall. Yeah, because for me, I, I'm a. For, yeah. yeah, for me, I, it was uh, one of the movies that sort of I discovered that kind of like took me down, just like discovering movies more like indie films or art house films you know like i was on this kind of like path like i had watched snowtown and then i think in i don't know somewhere on imdb it was kind of like if you like Mm -hmm. snowtown you'll like you know blue caprice which is you know it's another uh snowtown's another actual like true crime story right um so yeah, obviously I checked out Blue Caprice and I, mm-hmm. I, I for me like I, it was like a instant hit for me. Like I, I, I love the filmmaking. I, I love the atmosphere. 
um, adored the music. The performances were stellar. Um, I just, for me, I, I loved, and this is going to be like such a weird thing to say because it's kind of disgusting, but um, I, I like the, 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 the development and how we, anal how we're, we're seeing these two figures and we're like, we're getting like a, a development of their relationship, you know? Um, because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think the relationship is yeah. the crutch of the film and that's the part I enjoy. Because I, I do think that like, despite this, this movie being about a very violent act, the, the, the violence is not the primary focus of the film as, as like with a lot of like true crime no not at all movies you know hmm. yeah yeah it happened yeah i get what you're saying it's, all good. it's just it wasn't it, for uh, me you know i i get i get why it wouldn't be for for everyone or for you and and i understand like your point of you know um mm -hmm. basing film off of like a real tragedy if you will you know yeah like it just for me that kind of stuff feels like exploitative it's why i don't like or watch uh war movies either okay it's just i don't know i always feel gross after like i'm just like oh this is we're just you know taking people's saddest moments and like they, you don't even find anything out about these people who are murdered yeah throughout the film like they're not they're not humanized in any way either they are just a tool to tell the humanization of these murderers yeah but i think it's 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 um like i'm pr i'm I don't know if I don't even know if I'm about to repeat what you just what you just meant, but I I think it's kind of like um, we see how instant and unpredictable death can be to just random bystanders, and we're viewing people like it's it's kind of sick to say this, but we are kind of viewing everyone else through their eyes and this is how i'm interpreting it i'm not speaking for the filmmaker mm -hmm. um but uh, and i think that that's why everyone are like the people you see killed they're just bodies because that's how uh john and lee especially john that's how he views everyone they're just all figures in a system that need to be knocked down you know what i mean yeah i get that but at the same time these are real people that like i wouldn't care if it was fiction but it's it's like these are real people and you're treating them as nothing i get you i don't like that and i don't know like i think of something like fruitvale station which is about someone getting killed and the entire movie follows that one person up until the point of their murder and i think that you know, it's a movie I admire. I've seen it once or twice only because, again, these based on real tragedy films, they don't sit with me well. But at least this was, it was a love letter to the person who died. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this, it was a, 
you know, it was only there to paint a portrait of the murderers. But yeah, but that's like that's who there are. That's who they are, and it's it's because like because we're not given any information about the people they've killed. Because we're we're navigating this film through these two killers, it kind of like I know what you're saying, but it's kind of like we don't they like. I don't know. I, I guess like the filmmaker really wanted to remove any possibility of like humanizing these people because these people were just like if we start focusing on the people that they were killed, then it's I don't know. Then I'm 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 thinking maybe it would take away from the point of view of the killers because I don't know. I really don't know to be honest. But I do, I do really, I understand your point. Um, despite the, like Fruitvale Station is fantastic, by the way, I love that movie. But I, I feel like, I feel like this movie would be like if we were following the cop in Fruitvale Station. Exactly, and I don't want to follow that cop. No, <laughs> no, no. Like, like honestly, like, like, like imagine someone you know someone close to you someone in your family is murdered and then all they are is a two-second victim in the story of the killer that's disrespectful to the person whose life you care so deeply for and i know that's a big thing and i'm in the minority here saying stuff like this but i'm also the guy who if i see a, a a car wreck on the side of the road or uh know ambulance parked in front of someone's house i don't look at it because i don't want to look at someone else's tragedy that's how that's who i am and that's why this film didn't land for me and like i said i know i'm in the minority here yeah yeah yeah. you know true crime is the biggest genre right now they can't make enough of these docuseries and uh, yeah and i'm i'm a massive massive true crime fan (laughs) i just i am yeah but like i just i just don't care you know like i don't i don't care for this oh good (laughs) It's all good. Um, I maybe it was my mistake. Maybe I should have told you it was it was based on on fact. Uh, but that's only no. I don't think that's oh, okay. Like I, that's not that's not on you. It's it's my personal taste. Okay, okay. Like if I were to give this film a grade, I'd give it a passing grade because objectively, it's a decent movie. I don't, I don't, I don't consider it a passing grade because of the content, Mm -hmm. but also I don't think it's that mind-blowingly good of a movie either. Like it's a fine movie that, to me, is taken down by my own personal bias. Okay. Like, I don't like I watch it and like the cinematography is good, the music's good, but nothing about it is next level. Okay, I get you. I get you. I get all feel like there's a wave of movies from this time. These like indie films that are, you know, shot similarly, or at least you know in that similar like low budget. We're just following a couple character style films. Like you see that in stuff like Joe and Mud, and other movies from that time. And I don't know. I just feel like those other movies have done this kind of film better. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, I mean, for me, I, I'm, I'm, a, I, I, 
I, I can't fully agree just like on the I agree I, I understand what you're saying about the victims but like as for technical like technicality like I don't know I, I love the way it's uh, I like how it's shot and, and uh, the direction I don't know <laughs> I, I really liked it I, I love this movie hmm. that's fine yeah. <laughs> we don't got to agree. No, no, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, it, uh, it sucks that you weren't really into it, but uh, yeah, you checked it out. Eh, it happens. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. Like we're cover, we're going to be covering stuff all the time on the show. Not everything's going to hit for both of us. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of this. You weren't a huge fan of Upstream Color. Like this happens. You know. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, was shit? Was that everything? <laughs> I mean, I think that's the problem I have with this movie too. Is I don't have anything to say about it. Uh, like, at least I wasn't a huge fan of Audition, but I we were able to talk about it for a long time. I have nothing to say. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> about other stuff. We are able to at least, you know, converse, uh, converse a bit about, uh, about other stuff too. But yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. the, uh, like I mentioned for me, like this movie kind of, uh, well, I, I don't know. It, it kind of also helped me like figure out on top of films like drive, obviously, but it also like this movie too, I credit to like being a movie where I was like, Oh, I think maybe I like this kind of stuff too. I'm going to check out more movies about mm -hmm. this or this content or, you know, um, cause well, no, I, I mean, I watched, I, I was, I thought that I watched this around the same time as drive, but I, I did not. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, I love this movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it. I just, I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, with that out of the way, give me your movie or TV show or podcast or book. I was actually, uh, I I was wondering if because uh, what you mentioned earlier, uh, the comic Sweet Tooth is getting a Netflix yeah. adaptation. I was wondering if you wanted to watch a couple episodes because it comes out on Friday. Have you, wait, have you read it? No. So we both watch it? Yeah, we watch I don't know how many episodes we want to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, but I was wondering if you wanted to watch that. Sure, let's do it. You know, and instead of just like, ah, here's my obscure movie that no one's going to listen to a podcast of, we actually do something that people might listen to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sweet Tooth it is. Yeah. Right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, when, okay. I just gotta say, when I first came across the uh, graphic, the comic, the graphic novel, mm -hmm. I only saw the side, the spine of the book, because this was at Indigo. Yeah. And uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm a massive Twisted Metal fan, so mm -hmm. you can imagine the disappointment when I found out it's not about Sweet Tooth; it's about some kid with fucking. <laughs> 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 have you read it? I've not. I've not. Okay, so we'll both be going in uh, in fresh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm pumped. Check this out. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Like, I was like, oh, 
a new thing that's coming out that we would actually check out and want to talk and about. We'll catch it at the same time because it's literally just coming out. So that's yeah. Perfect. Exactly. All right. Cool. So. All right, guy. I'm good if you're good. I'm good if you're good if I'm good because you're good. And with that out of the way, good friend, we're going to say bye. So bye. No, but uh, you can. <laughs> Uh, if you want to check out more of Greg's content, you can check him out at YouTube on YouTube. Uh, his channel's called The Greg Norton. Go support him. Go watch his videos. He put out a new one. Uh, I believe it was last week. Um, it was about Mission Impossible. Does it still hold up? You be the judge. Go check it out. Go support him. You can also go check him out on Instagram. He posts a lot of cool vi uh, videos. Well, also videos. Posts a lot of cool photos of him and his cats. Uh, <laughs> so go check him out if you like cats. Um, Norton, I always forget. You have a Twitter, yes? Yes. Got a I have a Twitter. It is the it is the main social media account that I use. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Go check him out on Twitter. The Greg Norton again. You can also check out the show on Twitter at Pop Culture To Do. You can also email us at popculturetodo uh, pop at gmail.com. Send us some comments. Send us some email. We're going to listen. We're going to not read it. What, not, no. Sorry. Let me just, uh, I'm, I'm getting so many brain farts right now. It's been a very busy week. We're going to read all your comments, your mail. So feel free. Do not hesitate. Contact us. As for me, well, you can check me out on Instagram. I post out some art every now and then. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, Very can, cool. It's it, yeah, it's 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 cool. <laughs> uh, you can check me out at Anthony with Teeth at Instagram, and you can also check me out on Instagram at Anthony with Teeth because that's all I. I don't have anything else. So. <laughs> I was so confused when you started saying it yeah. a second time. <laughs> Uh, yeah so yeah thank you so much guys for listening as always and we'll see you on the next episode have a good one keep it squeezy